0: Hey there. Welcome to another episode of She. I am so honored and thankful that you chose to hit play on this episode, whether it's your first time tuning in or your hundredth time tuning in. It is a gift to have you here and to get to show up in your life in this way. So thank you for listening and for being here. Today, I want to talk about disappointment. And I want to tackle the feeling of wrestling through unmet expectations, wrestling through life not looking like you thought it would, and just this the sheer disappointment that can come with that. And I want to do something kind of special in this episode. I actually want to read the introduction of my new book, Embrace Your Almost, and kind of let that serve as an open letter to you as you trudge through disappointment um, or a message to you as you kind of trudge through this season of either unmet expectations or broken dreams or just disappointment in one way or another. And I think it'll be really cool to do this for two reasons. One, I believe it'll speak into you and kind of shift your perspective on some things that can be really hard to get perspective on when we're in the middle of the mess. But I also love the opportunity to get to give you a little preview of what you can expect in this new book so that you can see like, is this a good fit for me? Is this something that I want to read more of? And you know, help you get started without even having to get a copy. So this is going to be really fun. It'll be a relatively short and sweet episode, but it'll give you just enough, I believe, encouragement and perspective to keep trudging on through whatever unmet expectation or disappointment you might be living through, but also give you a nice little preview of what is to come in this book. So if you're ready, let's dive into this one.
1: You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley.
0: to dive into the introduction of the book, because this really kind of gives you an overview of what you can expect. And will speak into the feeling um, and the challenge that we're going to navigate together. Okay. So I'm just going to read it literally word for word, just as if we were in like preschool story time and I was reading a book to you and then we'll go from there. Cool. All right. Even though I didn't like running, I joined the track team when I was in high school. Since several of my friends were on the team, I decided that I would sign up too. However, I secretly swore that I would quit if the coach made me run the 400-meter dash. All out sprinting for a full lap around the track? No, thank you. But then, after the first few practices, the coach told me that I would indeed be competing in the dreaded 400-meter dash in an upcoming meet. You have got to be kidding me. I considered backing out, but my competitive nature dared me to give it a shot. The day of the track meet arrived. With my heart beating out of my chest and adrenaline pumping through my veins, I took my place at the starting line of the event. I heard the starting gun, and with six or seven competitors, I took off. As I rounded the last corner and entered the final hundred meters of the race, I was surprised to find myself neck and neck with an opponent vying for first place. Oh my gosh, I can actually win this. As we approached the finish line, an image of Olympic runners on television popped into my brain. I remembered seeing them lean over the line to cross just milliseconds before their opponent. Despite having absolutely no experience with that tactic, I decided to try it. And that was a terrible idea. I leaned too early and too far, and instead of crossing the line, momentum carried me forward and I face-planted on the track, with my arms stretched out in front of me at fingertips just inches short of the finish. Everyone blew past me as I lay face down in disbelief with skinned elbows and knees. The official leaned over and asked whether I still wanted to finish. I looked up to see all the other runners on the other side of the line, high-fiving teammates and grabbing sips of water. As humiliated as I was, I managed to bring myself to my feet and take a step over the line. Just when I almost finished first, I ended up finishing dead last. I have seldom been as embarrassed as I was that day. Have you ever found yourself in a situation like that? You know, where you're so close to accomplishing something great or reaching a milestone you've dreamed of, only to end up face down on the ground, just short of where you expected or hoped to be? I don't tell you this embarrassing story for the fun of it. Trust me, I'd rather keep that tucked away in the archives of my bad memories and never speak of it again. However, I share it because I want to give you a picture of why I believe this book is necessary. Doesn't it seem like everywhere you look, there's another message telling you to go for the gold, achieve your goals, and take over the world? But what if your best efforts end in what feels like a faceplant, landing you almost but just short of where you hope to be? Then what? Can you still be successful? Look, I know that it's devastating or at least incredibly frustrating when you almost achieve a goal, almost reach a dream, or almost get to where you wanted to be only to feel as though it all fell apart the last minute. I know what it's like to think you've got the world at your feet one minute, then it's against you the next. I get how exhausting it is to hear cliche phrases about getting up and trying again when all you wanna do is lie down and take a break. Don't get me wrong, I'm a goal-oriented person, until I'm not. I tend to be a planner and a go-getter when I'm starting out on a new pursuit. I get a vision and I swiftly take action to see it through. I chug along, chipping away at my plan day by day. If nothing interrupts me, I cross the finish line with a big, dorky grin. However, now and then something comes along and throws me off course just when I'm inches from the finish line of a professional goal or a personal aspiration. Whether it's an unexpected world event, a heartbreaking family crisis, or tripping over my own two feet, countless factors can come along and blow up my plan. Sometimes when that happens, I wonder if the goal I was pursuing was even the right goal for me in the first place, and it often forces me to rethink my pursuit entirely. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Is this really what I want to fight for or work toward? If it is, how can I go about it in a different way? If it's not, what steps do I need to take to let it go or make a change? Maybe you're a planner too, or maybe you're not. You might be a fly by the seat of your pants kind of gal and I can appreciate the beauty of a spontaneous spirit. Regardless of whether you're achievement oriented or more of a go with the flow type, I'd be willing to bet that the life you have now might look a little different from the one you thought you'd have. You may have thought that by now you'd be married with two kids and a dog, that you'd be at a certain level in your career, that you'd have the four-bedroom house, or that you'd be experiencing something else that just hasn't quite panned out, even if, at one point or another, you were so close you could taste it. Maybe you faced one of these situations. That guy was almost Mr. Right, but then he changed his mind. That promotion was almost yours until you unexpectedly lost a loved one and had to take time off, which caused the position to go to someone else. That marathon you were training for was almost a thing until your kid got sick and you had to focus all your attention on caretaking instead of training. Or maybe you're almost where you want to be, but the finish line seems to keep moving. And sometimes when we do get what we want, we don't feel the satisfaction we thought we would. Perhaps the idea of when I finally get XYZ, i Z, I'll be successful is a half truth at best and a flat out lie at worst. Crazy as it sounds, I've learned that sometimes it's only during moments of heartbreak or disappointment that we have the opportunity to collect ourselves, consider all that we're doing, and clarify what we value and what success truly means to us. Contrary to popular belief, maybe rethinking dreams isn't always a bad thing. That said, I'm not sure the answer to life's disappointments and devastating moments is as simple as, just get up and try again. Instead, sometimes the answer is to redefine what success looks like for you in a world that's constantly telling you what you should do. This seems obvious, right? So then why is it so difficult? Perhaps it's because the world can make us feel that we should want it all and do it all, all at the same time. Crush it in your career. Also be a good wife. Have babies. Be a good mom, but also you do you. Don't let a family hold you back and enjoy a fun single life. Drink a gallon of water every day. Volunteer for everything because you need to be a good person. Buy your dream house. Make good money. Oh, but not too much money because then you're selfish and greedy. Go on nice vacations. Don't forget to work out. Show up to that gathering so people keep inviting you. Stay in touch with old friends. Post on social media so everyone can see how happy you are. Have a morning routine. Help your neighbor. Call your mom do all the things. It's a lot. Do you ever feel like you're not quite where you thought you'd be? Are you struggling in a waiting season or navigating broken dreams? If you answered yes, you are in good company, my friend. You are definitely not alone. And this is why I wrote my new book, Embrace Your Almost. Find clarity and contentment in the in-betweens, not-quites, and unknowns. This book comes out April 5th, which is right around the corner, but there's actually a way for you to start reading it right now. Here's the deal. If you pre-order a copy of Embrace Your Almost from any retailer, Target, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, all of the retailers, anywhere books are sold. If you grab a copy, then you go to Jordan slash EYA pre order. You can get access to not only an early advanced copy, which will send right to your email. You can print it off or read it on your tablet, however you'd prefer, but you'll also get access to the While You Wait workshop. This is a wildly popular workshop that I ran a couple of months ago, and it's still available. It is designed to help you turn your waiting season into one that you enjoy, not just one that you endure. And there's some really practical steps in there, as well as a really fun Q&A with another friend of mine that I think you'll find really encouraging. So here's again how to do that. Pre-order a copy of Embrace Your Almost and then go to jordanleedooley.com slash EYA dash pre-order. We'll put that link in the show notes as well. And follow the instructions there, upload your proof of purchase, and we'll send you those gifts, not only the advanced copy, but also free access to the While You Wait workshop.
1: Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at discounttire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.
0: With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer? Upgrading to high quality affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she.
1: When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice.
0: Oh, honey, who's gonna wanna buy this
1: place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brand Spark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated.
0: Some of the messages even seem to contradict each other. No wonder it's so hard to feel satisfied by anything we do. The moment we get married or start a family, we begin to hear about why we need to reach our career goals. Or the moment we reach a career goal, somebody starts talking about a biological clock and why we need to hurry up, find a partner, and make babies. How's a girl to keep up? On top of our own expectations and hopes, we face constant pressure to perform, meet others' expectations, keep up with timelines, and prove ourselves. That said, this book isn't about crushing life, achieving every goal, taking over the world, or winning a race. These pages exist to help you define what success looks like for you, focus on the right goals for you, and run your race well, even when things don't work out how you planned. It's about finding clarity and contentment, even in the middle of those almost but not quite achieved dreams, and making the most of the unknowns and in-betweens. Why? Because if we only live for the mountaintop moments, the huge, obvious wins, we'll miss out on the refining that happens in the valleys and on the journey. When we're hidden, when nobody sees our efforts, when we work for what seems like forever only to almost achieve our goal, that's the tension we'll spend a lot of our lives in. Life, real life, where we have to make and carry out our plans amid unexpected challenges requires that we are clear on what is a priority and what is not, so we can redefine success and move in the right direction even after faceplanting. There's a question I want you to consider. Do you like your life? You may not love everything about it or be exactly where you wanted to be, but here in the middle, do you like the life you're curating each day? Do you feel connected with whatever it is that you're doing? I ask because I think sometimes when we find ourselves stuck between where we started and where we want to be in those almost, but not quite seasons, we focus so much on the life we want to have that we fail to appreciate the one we do have. In fact, we may be tempted to dislike or even hate our one wild and wonderful life because it has let us down or broken our hearts in one way or another. It can seem nearly impossible to love our life when we're focused on what hasn't gone right. That's okay. I'm not asking you to love everything about your life. Life can be hard and hard to love. However, I do believe we can at the very least like what we invest our time talent, energy, and ambition in, even while we're in the middle between where we started and where we hope to be. I'm going to go out on a limb here and make an argument about something I've been learning in my own journey. Sometimes unmet expectations and those devastating, almost but not quite moments are like unexpected and often unwanted invitations to reevaluate what we're doing, reconsider why we're doing it, and reorder our priorities so that we can steward the life we already have even before we get whatever it is that we want. To be clear, liking your life doesn't mean you can't aim for more. It doesn't mean you can't hope, plan, or dream of possibilities. It doesn't mean you quit longing for whatever feels out of reach. It simply means you learn to sit with the tension of both disappointment and possibility. You allow yourself to simultaneously aim for what could be and make the most of what currently is. You know what you really value in a world that's constantly saying you should want it all. You redefine what success looks like for you, find contentment in what you do, and create a lovely existence before you see the outcomes of your pursuits. You trade perfection for whimsy, delight, faith, and intention while tending to the life you've been given. As I've learned to tend to life in the middle, I've discovered that our most devastating experiences and greatest disappointments can be either dead ends or defining moments. They can hold us back or they can clear away the distraction to help us see what matters most to us and how we will cultivate more of that. When you allow your almost, even the really painful ones, to clarify what you value and what success looks like for you, you might find that you can cultivate a life you truly like even before you get to where you want to be you might find that you don't actually care about being the best on the track team or number one in your industry. You don't need to keep up with or outdo someone else to succeed. You don't want to break glass ceilings or you don't have to have everything you're told you should want. And those discoveries, the ones that show us what we truly care about, are called to and can steward best, they free us up to live more of our lives instead of chasing more for the sake of more. Clarity about your future and contentment in your present Even in the face of the pain or uncertainty that can come with almost and unmet expectations, is ultimately what I want to help you discover in these pages. If this resonates, pour a glass, and let's hash this one out. So that's the end of the introduction. And if it does resonate, I'd love for you to pour a glass of your favorite beverage, whether that's lemonade or coffee or a glass of Chardonnay or whatever you love, and dig into this book and curl up with a blanket and a warm cup of tea or whatever you love to drink and Dig into this with me. Let's do this together. Let's tackle it. Grab a copy of the book, Anywhere Books Are Sold, Target, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, the indie retailers, christianbook.com. Grab a copy. I would love to come alongside of you in this season via the book, and I can't wait to hear what you think. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show.